Well, today, Cranford Radio is in Westfield at Holy Trinity Roman Catholic Church, a part of the Archdiocese of Newark, and we're going to be talking about something that is relatively new called Hope Heals. I'm here with Trish Martin as well as Deacon Keith Gibbons, and they're going to tell us a little bit about this organization. Trish, why don't we start with you? Tell me, what is Hope Heals, please? Hope Heals is a cancer care ministry that helps provide transportation for infusions for chemotherapy, radiation, and will provide meals and other services to those in the local community, Cranford, Westfield, Garwood, Clark, Scotch Plains, Fanwood, Mountainside area. Some people need help. They don't have as big a support network, a lot a lot of friends or family around, so they give us a call. We try and help them best we can. Trish, you mentioned the many towns that are serviced by this. Uh, obviously, Cranford is one of those. Is there a great demand for this? You think of these communities as being relatively affluent, that people would have resources to take care of these things, but obviously you're meeting a need here. We are meeting a need. The Cancer Association of America, they used to be able to provide rides, but they stopped providing the rides. So we find that more people need the rides for a couple of reasons. Sometimes the town senior shuttles, it'll be four or five people on the shuttle. You don't know when you're going to be picked up at the end of your appointment. Our patients usually don't feel very well, you know, so this is one person taking care of that one person. And also some people just don't have family that lives nearby. I All my family is in Pennsylvania. So somebody like myself, single, no spouse, no children, um, they might need help or it gets to be a little bit too much for the family. If you're doing treatment for six months, seven months, eight months, it's not like your family could leave their job or their family to be with you along the whole journey. So it takes a village. We all chip in. We have people who volunteer from all over the area. So you don't have to be from Holy Trinity to be a volunteer. We vet our volunteers and uh, people always step up. Keith mentioned that you had come to him with the idea for for this. What was your motivation? Why did you decide to serve in this particular way? Well, I think it was one, you know, it was one of those things that popped up. It was our journey of hope, it was called, and it was through the Cancer Institutes of America. And they were doing a training for anybody who works for a church or, you know, a mosque or a temple. So it's not Um, necessarily Catholic or Christian, who could come down and get training to start the programs and whatever their assembly is. They found that there are so many people now with cancer, you know, we're we're better at diagnosing, we're better at treating, um, but that people need supports. And those supports can be anything from a physical need, food, rides, to uh, spiritual needs or just company, somebody checking in on them, making sure they're okay. They train the people and they send them back to their communities and um, they start serving in their communities. It was just something that popped up and it was like, I was three years from my own cancer recovery and Keith, I think you were four years out or five years out from your cancer recovery and we just wanted to pay it forward. People were very good to us, very, very good to us. Uh, I would say, Trish, we would call the way we were called into this something I've always referred to as a God incidence, not a coincidence. And when we originally stepped into it, we knew that everybody knows someone if they were not personally dealing with cancer or treating someone with cancer. So we thought the need was going to be much larger, but it turned out to be that God intended for us to take care of these people because the people who come to us really do not have another option. I'm curious when you work with some of these patients that you're transporting, 
What kind of feedback, what kind of reactions have you had from them? How do they tell you this service, this ministry has touched them? Well, so a lot of the people, I, you kind of feel bad. They don't want to be a burden, you know, so they're always apologizing as they're asking for this help. And so you're trying to put them at ease that they're not being a burden, that we've all been at this point at one point or another, because I would say about 80% of our volunteers are survivors, and the 20, other 20% are people who have been caretakers for people who have gone through this process. Everybody understands that it takes a village. It's too much for one person. It's a hard, hard process to go through. Uh, the reaction of the, the people that receive help, I'd just tell you a brief story about my own cancer. And when I came through and completed my treatment. I was so excited for the people who had treated me over well over a year that I felt like they needed to be celebrated. And I think our patients tend to celebrate us. It really brings gratitude to the forefront. And I think that's something that you would find in common with most cancer patients. So as I concluded my treatment, one of the things I was excited and wanted to ask my oncologist uh, Dr. Neil Morgenstein up at Overlook, I said, what, you know, what made you decide to pick cancer as your specialty? And I was expecting to hear, you know, that, you know, his father died of cancer. He had a relative who died of cancer. And it was interesting because his response wasn't what I expected. He said when he did his rounds, when he was in residency, when he worked in the cancer wards, those were the best patients because I think that a lot of times people come to acceptance a lot sooner. Once they're accepting where they are and what they have to do, gratitude comes to the forefront for the people treating them. And that's what we've been the recipient of, which is another way of also evaluating your ministry. You know, when your ministry is giving back to you faster than you can give it out to those, that's successful ministry. Obviously, we've just come through a period, we're still going through a period to some extent with the pandemic and how COVID is affecting things. How did that affect Hope Heals? April, May, June, those first few months when um, everything was shutting down, uh, even even people getting treatment weren't getting their treatments. The hospitals were overwhelmed with, you know, dealing with COVID, um, that it got very, very quiet. But once things opened up again, we picked up on phone calls because some of the normal ways of transportation were no longer available. Some towns completely stopped their, their transportation. American Cancer Society, who had done transportation, they stopped a while ago, but they used to provide like Uber certificates. They stopped providing those. I think there was just a, a large group of people who were either afraid or the finances weren't there because, you know, people weren't making money to put money into it. Um, it was just more challenging for our patients once they were able to go back and they were happy to go back because you want it out, you want it out, you want it out. They didn't have as many options. So the business, business I don't want to call it business, what do we call it? Service. Calls, Ministry, yeah, yeah, service. <laughs> it picked up quite a bit. I think one of the most underreported stories during the pandemic has been exactly this about people not being able to get treatments for other diseases. You're just starting to see some stories in the news about people who have been diagnosed and had they been able to go in for treatments and testing, their cancers would have been discovered earlier.
As we wrap up, one of the questions that I'm sure listeners want to know is how can they volunteer for this service? Or if they have a need or someone in their family has a need for this service, how can they get in touch to connect with you? They could call Holy Trinity. So Hope Heals, like I said before, you don't have to be Catholic, but Hope Heals is housed under Holy Trinity. So if they dial 908-233-6151, they'll get me, Trish, and they could leave a message if I if I don't answer right away and let me know what their need is. I'll give them a call back. If you want to volunteer, please do the same thing. We'll send you an application. We do a little bit of vetting, and then we do ask that you're willing to abide by the COVID guidelines. So wear a mask, keep your windows open in the car, that kind of thing, but nothing totally outrageous. And you volunteer as you're able to. So it's not like you're making a commitment for once a week or a commitment for twice a week. We send out a notice that we have a friend who needs help doing fill in the blank. And you can jump in and say, I have that time available. This is something I can do. And then I contact you with the details of the patient that were that is in need. I would say if you're considering volunteering, that you should come forward with your yes, because this is the central teaching of the church for any Christian to follow the washing of the feet. That's the primary example of Jesus and fulfilling your ministry. Uh, you will know that this is something you're called to do if you feel it in your heart. If you follow your heart, you'll never go wrong. Well, with that, we want to thank you both. We've been talking with Trish Martin and Deacon Keith Gibbons about Hope Heals. And thank you so much for joining us here on Cranford Radio. Thank you. Thank you very much.